Hi, this is Shirley Jones, and you're listening to TV Confidential. Lots of new housing with more space. Lots of doors slamming in our face. I'll get the terrace apartment. Better get rid of your accent. Ed Robertson, welcome you back to TV Confidential Radio Talk Show about television that is happy to welcome Academy Award winning and Golden Globe Award winning actor George Chikiris. Everyone listening tonight knows George as Bernardo, the leader of the Sharks, and the iconic 1961 screen adaptation of West Side Story, the movie for which George Chikiris won the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor. What you may not know is that before and after playing Bernardo in the movie version of West Side Story, George Chikiris starred as Riff, the leader of the rival gang The Jets, for about three years in the London West End stage production of West Side Story. We'll talk to George about that, plus George will tell us some of the backstory of how West Side Story finally made it to the stage, as well as, of course, the big screen. George Chikiris, of course, went on to star in many other movies throughout his career, including Diamond Head with Charlton Heston and Yvette Mimieux, 633 Squadron with Cliff Robertson, Flight from Ashia with Yul Brenner and Richard Widmark, Maguire Go Home with Susan Strasberg and Dirk Bogard, and The Young Girls of Roquefort, George's personal favorite movie, which also starred Gene Kelly. George also starred in National stage productions of The Corn is Green with Eileen Hurley and company opposite Elaine Stritch. Plus, he has roots in television. Besides playing Nicholas, the scheming cohort to Angelica Nero during the dream season of Dallas, George's appearance in a live television special had a direct role in Jerome Robbins casting George as Riff in the London production of West Side Story. These are just a few of the stories that George Chikiris shares with us in a newly published memoir called My West Side Story, which we'll tell you more about in just a second. But first, we began our conversation by telling George, Last night, believe it or not, I did something I had never done before. I watched West Side Story. Oh, my God. Well, that took some time. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, I knew that you and Rita had won the Oscar for it, Uh and obviously, I knew a lot of the songs. I had never actually seen the movie from start to finish until last night. And I waited deliberately until after I read your book um, because it enhanced my enjoyment. Here's the interesting, maybe it's weird, I don't know, but having learned that you originally played Riff on stage. Yeah, yeah, that was my first time uh, being in West Side Story in the theater and I was cast as uh, Riff for the the London company. Yeah, that was, I did it for a year and a half. It was great. Mm -hmm. I loved it. Well, it was fun to see, there are several times, especially in the scenes where Bernardo and Riff face off of each other, there are moments where I was kind of going back and forth, I could see you play both characters. Well, well thanks for that, because so often people, you know, they identify me so much with Bernardo, that it's like they can't imagine me as playing Riff, but I just thank you for being that, great. Well, look, you're an actor. An actor can play... This this is my opinion, and again, I'm not an actor, but I'm 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 someone who talks to actors. Uh-huh. But to me, a good actor can play any role if given the opportunity. And again, showing that you can play both Riff and Bernardo and make them your own—that's just part of yeah. the proof. Well, I'll tell you, I guess for for all of us, the, the thing that makes uh, the difference is the material itself, and and both of those roles. 
Mm-hmm. And in the film version, Bernardo uh, is a better role than it is in the theater, because in the film version, the guys, Bernardo and the guys, are included in the American number. So that really helped flesh out Bernardo and, and the guys as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's one case where the movie is a little different than the stage, and so it's safe to say that West Side Story, the movie, is a separate entity of West Side Story, the musical play, but they still are both great productions on their own, in, in, in their own right. Yeah, absolutely. They are great productions on their own. And, and they, I, I think they did a really beautiful... The differences in, in the movie version are really... I think really wonderful, for example, adding the guys to the American number is a great help to not just to the story, the telling of the story. And uh, in the theater version, the somewhere ballet, I mean, that, that's a whole other sequence. In, in the theater, that was very important, but that it was not used that way in the film. So both versions deal with things in the appropriate kind of work, depending on, you know, one is for stage and one is for film, and they were both really beautifully done. And yet, when you watch the film... It really, it's almost like seeing a stage play. I mean, obviously, except for some of the exteriors, you know, like where you did the opening sequence. I mean, that you did that in, in a real location. But the way everything was framed, it's like a one-set stage production on film. Well, I'll say, you know, it's, again, it's interesting to say that. One of the things that happened before any filming had taken place, everything, every scene, every music, everything had been thoroughly rehearsed over months. Mm-hmm. I learned from reading George's memoir, and one of the things you'll learn, folks, when you read George's memoir, which is called My West Side Story, My West Side Story by George Shakiris, is that Jerome Robbins, who directed the, the, the stage version and co-directed the motion picture, or at least a good part of the motion picture, um, he took a stage approach to the world of film and everything, all, all the choreography, all the dancing numbers, the dancing and the music conveyed character as much as the dialogue, correct? Absolutely. Again, you make a great point. Yeah, the music and the choreography, the, the dance steps, so to speak, it wasn't a dance step for the sake of a dance step. It was absolutely like dialogue that kept the story moving and it kept the feeling moving. And that, that's one of the beauties of someone like Jerome Robbins, because he always did that. And in West Side Story, it's really important uh, that, and so beautiful that he did that and accomplished that. His contribution to the, and listen, it was his idea to begin with, mm-hmm. so he brought it to the stage uh, with, with Leonard Bernstein and Stephen Sondheim and Arthur Lawrence. But, and of course, thank God that he co-directed the film, because he, it was his baby, and he really, the heart and soul, to me, was always really Jerry. And coming from the stage, in many respects... You know, Robbins took a stage mentality, or he brought a stage mentality to the world of film, which was do it as many times, get it down as many times as you can until it's right. And sometimes I know you talk about this a little bit in the book that clashed in the world of film. Where in film, you got to shoot things a lot quicker than that. But he took a 
Robbins took a stage what, approach to the film. What the thing about film is, let's see, the director is always present, always there, no matter what's going on, because he's there while the actors are performing. In the theater, once everything has been rehearsed and the curtain goes up, the director is not around anymore, so it really becomes uh, uh, an evening that belongs to the people on stage. And again, in film, that's different because it remains a director's medium. And that's, that's, of course, the great thing, especially with Robert Wise and Jerome Robbins. George Karras is on the line with us. George Karras, Academy Award-winning and Golden Globe Award-winning singer, dancer, and actor. George began his screen career appearing in such musicals as Gentlemen Prefer Blondes, White Christmas, and There's No Business Like Show Business after appearing in the London stage production of West Side Story. For two years, George was personally selected by Jerome Robbins to co-star in the 1961 screen version of West Side Story, which, of course, is the movie for which George won the Academy Award. George shares many stories about his life and career before, during, and after West Side Story in his memoir, My West Side Story, which you can find through Lions Press, also available Amazon.com, wherever books are sold online. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. This may sound strange, George, but being an introvert myself, I was delighted to learn how shy you are off screen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm pretty quiet, actually. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's, it's really interesting. Uh, and just, uh, it's hard to speak about yourself and not sound like you're bragging and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Uh, but uh, actors who work in, in, in a kind of scene, in a given scene, the attention belongs to the storytelling and, and, and the attention to an actor in a scene is, belongs only when the attention should be on that character. But in, in life, you know, I've always been the quiet person in the room, so to speak, because I love to listen. I'm better. I don't have much contribution, I guess, otherwise. But, uh, but I, I, I can think of a number of times when I was at a loss for words and, and just kept quiet. So I, I'm not proud of that necessarily because I wish that I was more gregarious, and, but uh, that's just not the way I am. And uh, I do tend to be quiet and reserved pretty much. Well, I would say, you know, having read your book and gotten to know you as a result of reading my West Side Story, George, is that you're true to who you were, to paraphrase Polonius. You know, you didn't try to be anything other than you were. And obviously, once the red light went on and the director said, action, there was something in you that emerged and you became this other person. And so whatever, your, your shyness off screen or off stage did not deter you when you performed on stage or on screen. No, you're right, it didn't. And, and I think that's, that no matter what, what a, a person is like, what an actor is like in his personal life, what happens when they're playing a role, and as you say, when the red light goes on, that's who they become, and that's what they're committed to, and that's what they basically love doing. It's, it's so gratifying, especially if, if you should love the material, to be another person, and also in, in uh, being another person in that story, you know how it begins, and you know the beginning and the middle and the end. So you know what it's all about now and what happens to that character. But there's a really, a, a, a really wonderful transformation, so to speak, of being able to uh, lock into being someone else, as it were. It's really gratifying and it's really interesting. And the other interesting thing that I learned about you, George, is that... When your life changed after winning the Oscar 
1962, you still stayed true to yourself. You made choices that you felt were the best choices for you versus going the quote-unquote traditional route and, you know, as, as a lot of actors can be swept into doing. You stayed true to who George was. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean the truth is, you know, I was pretty inexperienced in, in the business aspect of things. I didn't know what career was. I never stopped to think about it uh, because I didn't know what it was. So my choices were kind of naive at the same time, but I, I did... It, it was hard to, I didn't have representation at the time. Uh, and without representation, I, I had to rely, uh, you know, completely on myself. The good thing about representation is you can talk about things and, and make choices. But at the time, uh, when I first got lucky with all of that, and I was, it was being hired to do really wonderful things, I tried to pay attention, I think, to, to my instinct about uh, anything that was coming up, you know. And that's the thing, because even if you hire a business manager or even if you hire an agent to hand off some control of things, at the end of the day, you're still the quarterback. You know, you're, oh. you're, you're still the captain of the ship. I mean, you can't, you can't hand off everything. Yeah, that's absolutely true. But with representation, everything depends on people and, and what people are like. But, for example, uh, in management, I, I did after... Not long after West Side Story, I did sign a management contract with a really wonderful woman whose, whose name was Ruth Ahrens. But in retrospect, and I gave her what is called power of attorney. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what it was, but it meant that she could make legal decisions without mentioning anything to me. And she made a couple of really bad decisions on my behalf, And but there was nothing I could do about them because she legally was uh, in the right. But my point is, what I try to pass on, if I can, to younger people, and it happens to everybody, it happens to them now, when somebody is emerging and they might, if somebody thinks they might be successful, people want to represent them. But being a young person, you have to be careful of who represents you and what their motives are. And uh, Ruth, for example, was great, but she was kind of a control freak. I had her recording a contract at Capitol, and Ruth was never happy with anything that Capitol did. Make a long story short, uh, after about four albums or whatever, she decided she didn't like what Capital was doing, and she canceled my Capital contract. So things happen, and you learn from your mistakes, hopefully. But uh, again, going back to people should always pay attention to their instincts and listen to advice, but be, be very careful of who is giving you that advice and what their motives are. And it's, you're right, it's better to be the, the captain of the ship always but now and again, outside influences come in and, and can influence uh, what you do and make a difference in what you do. So bottom line, always, this is what I try to say, and anybody that I, who, who will listen, always pay first and foremost to your own instincts because they always guide you in, in the right way. George Shakaris is on the line with us. George Shakaris, the Academy Award-winning actor known around the world as Bernardo in the Oscar-winning screen version of West Side Story, although in the world of Dallas, George is also known as Nicholas, the scheming attorney slash cohort to Angelica Nero in the dream season of Dallas. If all goes well, we'll ask George a few questions about Dallas later on in our conversation. George shares many, many memories of his career in movies, stage, and television in his memoir, My West Side Story, which is now available 
from Lions Press. You can also find my West Side Story at Amazon.com, wherever books are sold online. George's website, georgejakiris.com. We'll talk some more with George after this quick timeout here on TV Confidential. One more item. Here's something a lot of us have in common. Broken appliances. Broken air conditioner. Broken down heating system. Broken down washer dryer. Broken down refrigerator. And if you're a homeowner, you know just how expensive it is to get one of those things fixed, let alone what happens if more than one appliance breaks down at the same time. Well, if you're a homeowner, you can get all of your appliances on a warranty plan that guarantees protection for all of your home appliances in case they break down. And best of all, it will only cost you about a dollar a day. Call the Home Service Club at 800-264-3168, 800-264-3168. The call is free, and if you're one of the first 25 callers, your first month membership in the Home Service Club will also be free. Home Service Club, warranty plan, Guarantees protection for all of your appliances for less than a dollar a day. 800-264-3168. 800-264-3168. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash TV Confidential, x.com forward slash TV Confidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay Area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.